everyone. Thank you so much for joining me today. We are moving on with episode two of No Place Like Home. And today we begin to focus on specific areas in which we have a longing. I'm talking those deep needs we classify as the feeling of home. Today we dive in with the need to feel beautiful, desired, and captivating. I start with this topic as it's one that I have struggled with the most. I can see the tendrils of this need grasping to experiences in my past, and I can see how it's so closely related to and contributed to my addiction, and I know how it affects me even now. The specific trigger points and areas of emptiness that add to my search for wholeness are so real to me. Now, a couple of years ago, I was shopping for a dress for an event. A woman was there with her husband and her daughter, and she was also trying to find something to wear. Her husband was seeming edgy and impatient, and I could tell she was trying to hurry the process. I remember this day vividly because I could feel her anxiety and see the worry so clearly behind her eyes as if she knew she just had to hurry up and find something, but she wanted it to be the perfect thing. So I saw her move her hands over the fabric quickly, barely taking in the details. Then she grabbed one off the rack. Now this was a long slinky dress that I just knew would look absolutely stunning on this woman who was already so beautiful. She held it up and her daughter responded with bright eyes and words of affirmation. Still holding the dress, her husband looked up, half nodded his head, a brief recognition that he knew she was holding something, but little effort to really notice anything. He looked back down to his phone just as quickly as he looked up, and I saw her face drop. I knew that face, and I felt her pain. She wanted him to really see her, to be taken by surprise, even before she put on the dress. She wanted to see his eyes light up. She wanted to see him smile. She wanted him to embrace her, and she wanted to captivate his attention. Isn't this the moment we can all relate to in some way? From either side, there is an expectation that cannot possibly be fulfilled all the time. Now, I'm not a big fan of the Disney princess era and modern romantic comedies because of the false representation they have for relationships between men and women. The man knows how to love the woman unfailingly in these movies either by riding in on his white horse and rescuing her, kissing her with a passion that cannot be mistaken for anything other than a breath of life, or anticipating her needs before she expresses them. These expectations are unattainable and unrealistic. Now I know this goes both ways, and I'm hopeful that in my only being able to accurately express my own experiences, that men listening to this can see beneath the specifics and feel the deeper message for themselves. I think it's really important to note that today is very special for me. Today, November 12th, marks the sixth anniversary of my moment of surrender talked about in my book, Surrender. God touched my heart this week in reminding me that all my deepest needs 
of feeling beautiful and wanted contributed to the things leading to that one moment and to the fall I had before God brought me to my knees and reminded me that he was all I needed in my search for home. You see, the idea of being beautiful consumed me from early on. I wasn't the smart girl or the funny girl or the outgoing girl. I was pretty. Hear me on this. The objectification theory by Frederick Singham Roberts breaks down this model. It's very real and it began with research geared towards women and girls and later began to include men. But the original model looks at three parts. First, you have to have objectification of women by society. This is anything from sexualization that can be abuse, cat calls, or even a commercial that uses the looks of a woman to endorse a product. Now this can lead to a concept called self-objectification, which we will get to in a minute. Some of the outcomes of high levels of self-objectification found were depression, eating disorders, and negative sexual outcomes. Now focus in on self-objectification again. This is when a woman breaks herself down into parts. She no longer sees herself as a whole person, but body parts. These parts get critiqued. Some of the problems with this is a continual focus on how they look, wondering if they'll look silly with certain activities or worried that others will think they do not look beautiful at any given time. The interesting part is that as women, we can move in and out of this concept. As I experienced for myself, high levels of self-objectification can be dangerous. We begin to look at outside sources to fill the need to feel beautiful. Now for me, in my deepest stages of addiction, this happened in sexual relationships. I learned to connect sex with how I was wanted and being wanted and beautiful was my existence. Years later, even with growth and a relationship with Christ that far surpasses anything I had before, I can find myself stuck in the same mind state. My behavior is not the same, but I can feel the need taking over to feel beautiful and wanted in the same way. And that is when I'm completely sensitive to changes or shifts in reactions. This is the most prevalent when I am not taking care of myself physically. The less I take care of me, the less I feel beautiful, and the more I need that validation from others. The experiences I had early in life led to an almost constant self-objectification, leaving me feeling uncomfortable, the farthest feeling from home for me. So I sought to fill that as fast as I could in the least likely places. Now, God has healed so many pieces of me, but I know that longing still exists inside me because I can still share the reaction with the woman at the store, hoping to be noticed completely, to be awe-inspiring, to captivate. Come back with me to what I said about taking care of myself physically. 
We have to be careful here. Now, research says that approximately $62 billion a year is spent by Americans to improve their appearance. But in 1 Peter, we read, what matters is not your outward appearance, the styling of your hair, the jewelry you wear, the cut of your clothes, but your inner beauty, the gentle, gracious kind that God delights in. This does not mean that we do not need to care about what we look like at all. But focusing on the gifts God has given us in order to take care of ourselves physically is important. He gave us wholesome foods to eat, eyes that can see and feet that can move to take in the splendor of his beautiful creation, water for hydration, a body that can rest if we allow it to. Part of what we need to do is surrender this process of self-care to our creator. I'm not talking about the process of self-beauty where we're spending so much money on trying to make ourselves look good from the outside. I'm talking about the process of taking care of ourselves physically for health, for endurance, so we can run the race that God has called us to run. We need to surrender this process to our creator. In 1 Corinthians 10.31, it says, So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Refocusing our self-care allows for us to feel a step closer to home because we are no longer doing these things alone. We have Jesus with us in every sip and every bite and every moment of sleep. Our outlook changes and our success increases. And when we take care of ourselves, we feel more beautiful and are less likely to need the outside validation. Now, let's take it one step further. Feeling beautiful can be fleeting. It can ebb and flow according to life circumstances, hormones, emotional states, and any struggle we might have with physical health. If our need to feel beautiful keeps us grounded in unrealistic expectations, then we might never get out of this struggle, no matter how much we take care of ourselves. So what if we sought to know we are beautiful? and wanted, and captivating. Think of this for a moment. We're not going to catch everyone's eye. But what if we ground ourselves in truth about how beautiful we really are? Genesis 1.27 says, God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Song of Songs 115 says, How beautiful you are, my darling. Oh, how beautiful you are. Psalm 34 5, She is more precious than jewels, and nothing you desire can compare with her. And 1 Peter 3 3 through 4 says, Therefore, we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. Here is the truth of it. We are beautiful and sought after. Christ comes after us with a passion we cannot fathom and goes to lengths beyond our imagination to be with us. Even though his love goes beyond our beauty, to him we are the most beautiful creation. No comparisons, never ceasing, simply beautiful.
from a depth that the world can never know or see. Others can contribute to our feeling of beauty, but they cannot ever make us know that we are beautiful because the truth of that lies in who we are in Christ. And it is only Christ that can draw us there. Think of the moment you gaze upon a sunset and are captivated by the colors spanning the entire sky or the way you stand in awe at the summit of a mountain. We are even more beautiful than that to our Savior. And as the years go by, this beauty is being renewed and captured from the inside. We do not see it. We cannot possibly see what our Creator sees. So yes, we learn to take care of ourselves physically, utilizing the magnificent tools that God has given us to be healthy. That's a gift. But then, soak yourself in nature. Meditate on scripture, reminding yourself of how beautiful you are in the eyes of the one who made you, who chose you, and who seeks you every single day. Only then can you begin to know how beautiful you really are. Embrace that. Soak it in. Feel at home. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we know how easy it is to desire home, the comfort of being in our own skin, of feeling beautiful and wanted. We ask for forgiveness of those times we've held others to the expectation of filling that need. We ask for your truth to fill our hearts. Let us know that we are beautiful in a way only you can show us. And let that truth bring us back into your arms over and over again. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Thank you so much for joining me today. Next week, we jump in with a medicine of laughter, friendship, and fun. God bless. Mm -hmm.